Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Pop Podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Jen. And today we're going to talk about foundations and binge watching. So (laughs) we're kind of all about like, I think we've reached the point in, I don't even know if you want to call it post-pandemic life, because people still are popping up with COVID, but in this whatever phase we're in, uh, in slightly endemic, maybe maybe that's what we are, um, we are probably all experiencing some binge burnout, and there's kind of feels like, you know, we've run out of all the good stuff to watch, but we've got some really good recommendations to talk about today, so I'm excited to get into that. But first... We are going to talk about foundation. We've already done some eyes. We've done, we've covered like our red carpet looks, but foundation is literally like it's named foundation. It's the aptly. foundation. <laughs> yeah, it's an aptly named product. <laughs> you kind of have to start with it. So I have been on a years long, and I do mean years long quest to find the perfect foundation. And I settled a few years ago on Charlotte Tilbury, the light wonder which is a very thin liquid. Um, It's buildable to an extent, but you you still see freckles, but it evens out skin tone, stuff like that. The reason that I've stuck with this, even though it's not that good, and the reason I say it's not that good is because in multiple seasons, if it's like, if there's any humidity or if it's warm out, it kind of just runs right off your face. And if you, it's the kind of thing like, you know, if you like have an itch or something and you touch your face, it swipes right off. It's gone. It's, yeah, and it's it's been kind of the bane of my existence. The only reason I've stuck with it is because every time I go to Sephora or I've gone to Ulta, I even went to the Nordstrom beauty counter, is because it's the most perfect match for my skin tone. Mm-hmm. And I keep going back to it because it's there's just nothing else. I've had girls at Sephora helping me for like an hour and they just are exhausted and they're like, oh, they're like, it's the best shade for you. You might as well just keep it. I've had I've tried every kind of primer. The Grip It Primer, which we talked about in the Red Carpet um, Ready uh, episode, that has helped the most. Um, but I also don't like lay- like layering on. I don't either. You know, especially so during stuff. the heat. Yes. So that's been kind of like a love-hate relationship. I use the um, Charlotte Tilbury, the stippling brush. So I don't, I don't pack it on too heavy. And even if you do, and I've used setting spray, I've tried powder, I've tried everything. It just doesn't really stick on my face. But again, the color is perfect. So I've just stuck with it until I wandered into Ulta. Now, I don't even remember what I was looking for. I think I was looking for something for my husband, Lewis, because he needed some moisturizer and naturally it got derailed and I ended up buying stuff for myself. <laughs> um, but Right at the beginning, like at the opening of the Ulta that's near us, is that it was this brand new Chanel display. I have never seen Chanel outside of like Nordstrom or Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, I don't even think I knew Ulta sold Chanel. It's apparently it's a new thing, and one of the like one of the major perks to buying Chanel at Ulta right now is they have the foundation that I bought that is the most incredible foundation I've ever used in my life. And it's a, it's a specialty item for Ulta. Um, the reason I know this is my mom went into Macy's near us, which does have a Chanel section. It's kind of small, but she asked about this same uh, foundation and the girl who was like the head of the, I don't know, she was from the Chanel brand. And she said, Oh, we're not going to get that for another couple of months. That's a special thing that Ulta has. It's called hmm. number. It's called Chanel number one. We all remember Chanel number five, the perfume. Yeah. It's not that it's Chanel number one. And it has a little red, a little red number one on it. That's how you can oh, that's tell. That's cute. Yeah, it's super cute. Cute packaging. So 
It is. It's very cute. And it's the the reason it's red is because red, like I'm going to butcher this, like carnelia or something like that is the flower that they base a lot of the Chanel products on. It's this Mm -hmm. researched flower from France and it apparently has all these anti-aging properties. And that's like the basis of this foundation. I it, it's a little perfumey because it's natural from that flower. So if you really hate fragrance or a fragrance really bothers you, maybe you know do a patch test first. But I'm telling you, at I, I this was love at first swipe. I I had the little sample sponge thing in Ulta, and I did one swipe across my cheek, and I was like, oh my god, this is like heaven. Like this is unbelievable. It's the perfect weight. It's like this really nice light to medium weight. It's it is buildable. It's not matte and it's not Charlotte Tilbury glowy. I like that. It's right smack in the middle. You feel moisturized because I'm horrible. I Even though I have been doing this podcast for a while and I've been talking about fashion and beauty for my entire radio career, I still sleep in my makeup like I do more too. often than I should. <laughs> I think we excuse. all do. <laughs> it's like the little social media things, little miss. We're a little miss sleep in our makeup. I do the same totally. thing. It's ridiculous. Totally. I mean, I know every, like everyone with amazing skin, like JLo and Jessica Alba and like name any celebrity with incredible skin. They're like, I never sleep in my makeup. Kim but Kardashian. after a couple of martinis and a long night out, who has time for that? <laughs> I mean, they must have like a butler that just wipes their face for them while they're already in bed. That's what I'm convinced of. I would love of. that actually. Because if that it's a work amazing. Night, yeah. I'm exhausted from work. If it's a weekday or if it's a weekend night, I'm yeah. probably exhausted from whatever else I've done. It's just totally. a common theme. <laughs> totally. So I still sleep in my makeup more than I should. And when I woke up the next day having this, this Chanel foundation still on my face, and I had kind of forgotten that I didn't wash my face. When I woke up the next day, I was like, wow, my skin doesn't feel dry like at all. It feels really moisturized. Like it just, it was like a 24 hour kind of thing. And then I read on one of the packages that it actually has a moisturizer in it that's supposed to keep your skin moisturized for like 48 hours. I didn't test it that long. I washed my face the next morning. But I am so, I'm like, I cannot even express the level of stokedness that I had (laughs) when I saw how successful this was because it's been such a battle with the Charlotte And the interesting thing is, so for Charlotte Tilbury, because we've talked about you and I, Jen, have fair Irish skin. Mm -hmm. So for Charlotte Tilbury, I use a number four fair. And so the Chanel, because I have a little bit more sun. So the so the Chanel, I ended up getting BR32, which is beige. Beige. B. Arthur, like the Golden Girl. B. Arthur, yes. (laughs) B. Arthur 32. Um, It's beige rose that's what the br is 32 this is an actual exact match to the charlotte tilbury oh how funny who knew i mean after all these years right so i i bought that one because it was it matched my skin at the time and this was like in i want to say early june um and then i got more sun so then it started to look like the rest of my body was was way ahead in terms of the color and then you know i hate that like pale face weird look so i went back and a very helpful girl was like, yep, I can see like, you know, the difference between like you want, you know, your winter skin is probably going to still be the BR32, but your summertime skin, which I don't really, I mean, I wear SPF 70 on my face. Mm-hmm. I don't really get a ton of sun, but I've been out so much more this summer. And so I've been in the car a lot and I've just been out on the beach much more. So when Plus, I went I back. I find it's not that you're tanning your face. It's that it needs to catch up with reflection. your arms. Right. Yes. And your, your chest. And, and also like, you know, even if you wear hat and, and glasses and stuff, the reflection and melanin you're getting some, in your yeah. skin still spreads out. It's, you know, it sort of 
seeks to spread out anyway. So like it, it just naturally happens. So the, the, my summer, which for most people would laugh because it's still really pale, but my summer shade um, ended up being BR 42. So mm-hmm. I went from 32 to 42 and now I have like the perfect blend for summer and for when winter comes along. I use the same stippling brush from Charlotte Tilbury on this. It's perfection. I found that if you use a very like slick kind of moisturizer underneath, um, which sometimes I'll do, you know, if it's not a humid day, I'll use the Charlotte Tilbury, the magic cream, which is really nice under foundation. And that mixed with the Chanel gives a, like a nice glow. But if you don't, if you're, we've had a heat wave, like we've had like weeks long heat wave on the East coast, hundred degrees and more. And so on those days, I've actually had a few events that I've had to go to where I had to wear makeup. And on those days, I got a new Chanel moisturizer, the Hydra Gel, and mm-hmm. that is perfect under it, keeping everything like not matte because, you know, I, I don't like a matte finish, but it keeps everything in place and a little bit of glow, but nothing like, you know, it looks like you're sweating. So yeah, I'm, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. And the other thing that I never, I never tried, I'm confession, I've never been like to me, Chanel is clothing and jewelry and shoes and bags. Like I've never, I'm not a huge fan of fashion houses that break into beauty because I always, usually I find that they're just kind of bullshit and you're spending right. a lot it's of just money. The label. Yeah. You're spending a lot of money. They're not, that's not where they're putting their, they're, they're not investing. They're investing in fabrics and leather and, you know, and paying designers and models and fashion sh- shoots. They're not really investing in a ton of science in Chanel's case with this formulation from everything I've read, there is a lot of science in it and a lot of clinical trials. So it makes sense when you put this product on and you're like, wow, this is a, this is a cut above. Like this definitely is way better than what you would think. And then the other thing that I tried, I got the, um, the Chanel, uh, concealer that matches. So I got like a BR 40. So it's kind of in between the two shades. It's a great concealer. Doesn't cake, doesn't have a weird yellow undertone. It's, it's really fantastic. So I'm, and you use a brush to apply both of them. Yes. Yeah. The stippling brush that I have from Charlotte is a two-sided brush. So one is for concealer. It's a smaller little mini stippler. Mm -hmm. And then the larger one is on the other side for foundation. But I'm just like, I'm honestly blown away. My mom went out and bought the the same uh, Chanel foundation. She's like, oh my God, this stuff is incredible. Like, I know this is like, this is going to be one of those cult products that's going to you're 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 going to read about this a lot in you know in style magazines great with that um, people magazine the style and beauty section is good you're you're going to see this foundation number one a lot here's the here's the downside it's how a much? little pricey it's all right pricey. so how much it's like seventy bucks well that's not that so bad. it's not, it's it's the most expensive foundation I've ever bought yeah so how, I, I and think how long it, does it, it last you I mean. I only use like a couple of pumps, like maybe three, like three pumps on the back of my hand does my whole face and neck. So I would imagine this is going to last me well, maybe even till next summer. Wow. You know, so that's I, not that bad. It's I mean, not my, bad. My NARS that I'm going to tell you guys about in a minute. I mean, that's not that much cheaper. I think that's probably in the $60 price range anyway. Okay. Okay. So then that's not too bad. I did get a bit of a sticker shock. I was like, Ooh, 70 bucks. I hope <laughs> <Yeah>. this works. <laughs> I was like, well, it's an investment. We'll take it. I can't wait to try it though. I love the idea that it's got that. The consistency is key for me with foundation. I think that a lot of brands struggle with either way too glowy. So you look yes. greasy all day long yep. or way too matte. So 
it's drying. I, one of the ones I'll tell you, I've tried who I've tried a lot of foundations in my in in my time because I'm not necessarily brand loyal at this point to a foundation. I switched it up a lot, and one of the ones that I tried that I got high recommendations for, and it's another one that's kind of pricey, is the the foundation from Huda, and. It to me felt I have not like heard of that. that somebody had ground up one. chalk and put it oh. inside the formula. It was not, it was way too matte for, oh. for my liking because my skin like yours is already dry. So when you put something that it get it got cakey, it was just, it was a disappointment. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that the NARS, and this is the one that I've used now. I think I've repurchased this one. It's probably my longest relationship with the foundation. <laughs> I think I've bought, I think I've, this may be my fourth bottle and this is the NARS. And for your reason too, with the Charlotte Tilbury, it's not that I'm done looking. It's just that this one is the best one that I found so far. And it's the natural right. radiant Longwear foundation. Um, I use it in Santa Fe is my color. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that that I like it so much is it, the formula is nice. It's kind of in between, as you mentioned, the glow and the matte, but it really lasts all day. For me, I start my make, I start my oh, day so yeah. early that yeah. I'm putting my makeup on around 4 a.m. and I need it to last until six o'clock at night. And I don't have a lot of time to do touch-ups in between during the day. So I'm really looking for a foundation that works. And for me, this one does last. It lasts at six o'clock. Now, if I were going out at night during the week and I started so early, I'd probably do a little reapplication. Sure. But for my day, it can actually, it can hold up. And that includes sunglasses, living in LA, being outside and, you know, getting a little warm during the summer months. Yeah. And it, and it holds up. So I'm a really big fan of this one so far, but I do really want to try the Chanel because Get like a sample I said, of the Chanel, cause I'm sure they'll give you a sample at Ulta. Um, but it, it, I, yeah, I'd be really curious to see how it compares to the NARS. I mean, NARS is such, look, NARS is one of those brands that is a professional makeup artist's brand. You know, these are like whenever you have an event or if you have to do a photo shoot or whatever, you know, the circumstances are, whether it's your wedding or you're in a wedding or whatever, anytime a makeup artist shows up, you're going to see a whole lot of NARS in their, in their, in their kit and caboodle or their, what was the, what were those things? Caboodles. Caboodles, right. (laughs) You're going to see, you're going to see a lot of NARS stuff. And even in like Sephora, when I've gone in for, you know, various things and I say, well, I need a concealer or I need a good powder. I need, you know, whatever it is, they go right to NARS because Mm -hmm. they're all makeup artists. Most of them are makeup artists who work in Sephora. And um, I don't know so much about Ulta, but I know more about Sephora. And those are, those are girls who are, you know, they know the ins and outs of all these brands. And so NARS is, I'm not surprised that that's been your go-to so far. I am so curious though, to see how, well, first of all, I'm curious to see if there's a shade that will be perfect for you in the Chanel number one, that's obviously the most important, but I am really curious to see how, how that works for you. Do you, what, what moisturizer do you use under the NARS? So it depends right now. I'm using a moisturizer with it, with SPF. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I switch around my moisturizers a lot. I noticed that any of the heavier moisturizers I don't do during the day anyway. So I typically yeah. will use a brand with, with sun protection, but the one thing about the, the NARS is that it sticks and it goes on fast. So I don't spend a lot of time with a brush or even a beauty blender, putting it on. That's I use good. my fingers, get it to melt in. Yeah. 
do kind of the rub down. And, you know, when I'm getting ready for an event, I actually use an applicator, but mm-hmm. I need something that's going to go on fast and look good and blend fast, especially during my work week. So sure, yeah, that's why I like this formula because I think it blends in. And I like it because it doesn't look cakey. It doesn't look like I'm wearing a ton of makeup. It's definitely a heavier coverage than like a, a CC cream or something you might wear on the weekends. But I have a little bit, my skin, I'm very lucky, but my skin, I wear a foundation to to even out the red because I have a lot of pink in my cheeks because mm-hmm. we're the Irish girls, right? Yep. <laughs> and then I also have, and this is a fun thing, ladies, as you get older, you start to notice that you're getting some hyperpigmentation. And I notice it just on my on my jawline on my left side. And I'm sure it's because that's the side where I'm driving <gasps> the car. around. Yes. It's hitting it all the time. So there's yeah. some hyperpigmentation there that's that's exciting and fun to deal with. And so <laughs> this actually blends that out a little bit. It makes it a little bit less noticeable, at least for me. So I really like the NARS, but um, I have to tell you that on the weekends when I don't have something that I feel like I have to have full face of makeup on for, I'm always looking for either a CC cream or just kind of a tinted moisturizer that will make me feel confident enough to even out my skin tone, but still make me feel like I have something, but it doesn't look heavy. And I was pleasantly surprised with the drugstore find that I actually just picked up because I kind of liked the pink packaging on it. And it's Mm -hmm. L'Oreal's Skin Paradise. And I have Light 03. That's the color that I use. It's a water-infused tinted moisturizer. And... I've used a lot of CC creams and I'm always kind of disappointed and I've used them from all different price points. Me too. BBCC, DD, whatever. I've tried them all. Hate them all. Yeah. And they, cause a lot of times they just slip off or if you take, as soon as you take your sunglasses off, you're taking putting foundation on. Right. Right. Like some of them are so thin that you have to keep like adding more for the coverage that I want. I'm like, all right, well then this is foundation now. Like yeah. I'm, why am and I then it just looks like foundation. you're wearing a full face of makeup. Totally. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So this one I like, it actually felt really good on my skin. It feels really breathable. It adds enough color. So especially during the, su- the summer months, I feel like I've kind of catching up with the, a little bit of color that I have on me. Mm-hmm. And, and this uh, takes and the I, place of your moisturizer? Of or do my you do foundation. I still use moisturizer because okay. I'm just... Dry. You know, I'm yeah, in I'd, that. I'd use the same thing. Yeah. So I'm already kind of in the realm. You, I guess you wouldn't have to. Um, I do because my skin's dry and my SPF protection is in there. But this mm-hmm. one has, um, this one also has protection. It's got SPF 19. So Isn't it gives you a little weird extra. Number? I know. Not quite 20. Yeah, couldn't make it. <laughs> couldn't, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but it's really nice. And I, you know, for the price, you're paying like, what, 10 bucks, 12 bucks probably for this. And I mean, we love a good drugstore find. Yeah, right? it's worth it to throw in your bag. I just went to Mexico. So that's why I was looking for something that easy on vacation would go with me. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't be so heavy. Mm-hmm. And what I find is if I just do that and kind of, you know, tap around my eyes with this and put some mascara on, it feels like I'm not totally naked. I mean, that's the point of vacation, right? Yeah. You throw on a long flowy dress, you do minimal makeup and you go to dinner. Like that's exactly, that's the point of vacation. And you want to feel good about yourself, but not fully made up. So I really liked that product. That's great. I also got pulled in and there's one more that I have to tell you about because I was victimized by, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if it was us weekly or if it was refinery 29 or something. One of the, one of the sites that send me email updates during the week had this advertisement for this product that promises to give you a a self tan on the face. And they also say it provided, um, uh, 
a blur effect for your foundation, like a filter, like we'd get from Instagram. And it was supposed to act like a CC cream, essentially. And so I was like, all right, I bite, I'll try this. And it's one of Amazon's top finds or something. And I'm really wary. We've talked about this before, Victoria, buying stuff on Amazon when it comes to makeup, because you just don't know what you're getting all the time. I got an eye infection from fake Lancome mascara once. I think you bought something that irritated your skin. Uh, A friend of mine bought a makeup remover that she thought was like Givenchy or something. And it was obviously not. It's, (laughs) it's really scary. It's the wild West out there with, with a lot of the fakes, be very, very careful about buying anything for your face with, uh, you know, Amazon. I just don't do it anymore. It really helps to read the reviews, which yeah. I did not, by the way. <laughs> and a lot of those reviews are fake, too. You I know. <laughs> it's hard to, you know, it's hard to tell. But they got me on this one. So it's called Vita, and it's called Beauty Blur Face for Perfect Complexion with Tan. You can get it with or without tan. I got the light. There's only Is two choices. V-I-D-A? V-I-T-A. V-I-T-A, okay. So Vita, mm-hmm. Vita Beauty Blur Face. And I got the one with tan. You can buy it without tan. Maybe that would make a difference. So first thing, I took this one to Mexico with me as well. I took it, these those two products. I took the the Skin Paradise, which I loved, and then this, this Vita. And so the first thing that surprised me is it was in a tube and I was expecting it to squeeze out. It actually has like a long wand applicator with like, you know, the fuzzy spongy head. And oh, so like thought, a lip gloss kind of kind head? of, but like a, a bigger uh, yeah, format yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. Thought, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, I opened up and I noticed that there was a smell, which definitely oh, no. was, <laughs> was like a self tanner smell, which okay. doesn't bother me. I mean, I've self tanned enough to just kind of sure. be used to it, but it yeah. kind of had that vibe. Oh, but the color was pretty. So I'm like, all right, let's try this. So I put it on my bare face, just moisturizer, and. It was like I had nothing on, but that I was profusely sweating, pretty much. Like it just was <laughs> <laughs> like a like post gym without oh. any of the endorphins. And so I was like, okay, this is kind of gross. I don't know if I like this. And I, you know, it the formula was it felt good, but it just didn't look great. It was very glowy. And so then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, this is a bust. So I shake it up a little bit, and there's a little more color when you shake it up, but. I got this idea. I thought, you know, I wonder how this would be if I mixed it in with my NARS foundation. Because again, during the summer, you don't want it to be quite so heavy. Mm-hmm. So where I think I saved this one, and I don't think I can recommend you buy it just because I don't think it's worth the price. If it were like, because it was like 40 bucks. If it were $10, oh. I might say buy it for this purpose. Right. I really like mixing it with the NARS during the summer months because it does give a little bit of a shimmery glow mm-hmm. to the NARS during okay. the summer months. So. And that's where I'll recommend it. If you ever get stuck with this, <laughs> mix it with your foundation and it actually really looks pretty and I've been happy with it. And it does actually tan a little bit. It does give your your skin a little tan, I know, But it doesn't leave you like orange or anything. It's not like streaky at all. It's okay. barely noticeable. Okay. So uh, I like but that. But that smell though, do you have to, does it go away? Because uh, you know, that self-tanner smell... It doesn't I mean, stick with you. It's just kind of I've, coming out of the tube. It smells okay, a little bit. Okay. Like, but I've I will always, tell you, you know, that's I, not like the greatest smell. It's not. <laughs> and so I thought, what did I buy here? So I went to look at the reviews. There was one review. <laughs> there was one, one review. <laughs> just one on all of Amazon. One. It's from a lady who said, I was so excited to see this product. I used to buy it when it had different packaging at Ulta. And I was so disappointed because it disappeared from Ulta. Apparently this was like well-known at Ulta, but oh. they stopped making it. It went to Amazon. They repackaged it and redesigned it. 
And that's what this woman got. And she said she was so disappointed. So uh, I'd well. say avoid it. But if you're dumb enough to get stuck with something like that, you know, you make a lemonade out of lemons and right. mix it with your foundation. It looks pretty good. All right. Well, and, and like you said, NARS wasn't like the NARS isn't super glowy. So if you add a little bit of glowiness. And I, I really like it during the summer. I really like yeah. the two of them together. It's I actually, like I said, if this were cheaper, I would not buy it again. But if uh, the stuff that I have left, I will use mixing it together for the summer months. All right. That's a great tip. I mean, you know, the Instagram thing and and wherever and Amazon, like I fall for all of it. Wah, wah. Yeah, I fall for all of it. When um, they say blur and you'll look like you're wearing a filter from Instagram, I'm like, okay, yes, please. Right. They know how to, they know how to trap us. Yeah. I know. It's, yeah. I fall for all of that. We actually, in a future episode, um, I fell for another Instagram uh, purchase of sunglasses, but this time it was actually a good one. So we'll Ooh. talk about that in another episode. Yeah. All right. I was pleasantly surprised because my Instagram gambles usually happen like late at night. And yeah. I've either already taken an edible or I've had and a there's some wine involved. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like the greatest choices that I make, but you know, um, speaking of choices that we've been making. So you and I have been talking about what we're streaming because mm-hmm. we, since we no longer have that super early morning radio job, we can watch there's, TV. A little more, there's a little more time in the day, right? So we can go to bed a little bit later and you know, life's uh, a little bit different now for us. So you and I have been talking about Stranger Things, and I was so impressed that you were actually on the most recent season because you don't have a lot of time to catch up on stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was really excited to see what you thought of the end of like the second half of season four of Stranger Things, which is the season that just dropped this summer. They dropped them in like two different it was like two different sections. Yeah, two so doses. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so like the first dose was, I don't know, <laughs> six or eight episodes. And then the second, I think, was even another eight or nine or something. It was a lot. But the first half of the season, I said to I said to Lewis, I was like, I feel like Stranger Things jumped the shark. And he kind of looked at me. He's like, yeah, like it went way more into the horror genre than yeah. it had before. Totally. But then that. the second half, holy crap, it redeemed itself. So what are your thoughts? Like now that we're at the end, we were caught up. What did you think of it? So context I do not stream anything. You know this. You've told me yeah. all kinds of shows. You're like, watch Shit's Creek, watch this. And I'm like, I don't really stream. I watch whatever's on network <laughs> television. I have like a half an hour a day basically to watch something on TV. And I fully admit, I have the worst taste in television and the worst taste in music. You know, well, give we me both some. do like Jersey Shore, so that's okay. <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm like, any reality show, if it's like junk food on your television, bring it. So, everybody's telling me about Stranger Things. And I was like, oh, I just, I don't know. And so I watched an episode and I was like, that's pretty good. So I watched another and then the whole season's gone. Like the first season's gone. And so then I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. And what I love about Stranger Things, and everybody was like, isn't it too scary? Isn't it too horror? And I never thought that it was. I thought it was way more sci-fi and kind of fantasy than Mm -hmm. it got in in the fourth season the horror element, which we can talk about. But I love the character development. I love Mm -hmm. the nostalgia of the 1980s. It reminds me a lot of, I mean, I was, I would be a little bit younger, but I'd be a sibling. I'd be like the Erica age group. (laughs) 
in Stranger Things. I you love know? Erica. Yeah. You so can't like that, spell I mean, America without Erica. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> but like we would probably be about the same age during this right. whole series in real life. And so I loved just the whole nostalgia of the, of everything. And the way they did the characters, I love watching who the characters have become. It's it's been really cool. And the, the Duffer Brothers are amazing have done actors. Great. Oh, they're right? Good. Like the Yeah. I mean, what's her, Millie Bobby Brown? I am, I'm just stupefied watching her performance. Yeah. I mean, that's she's just like, she's like a prodigy. She really is. Like, she's just an anomaly. She's unbelievable. But everyone is so good. I mean, I love Hopper and I love Joyce. Um, yeah, you know, Winona Will's Ryder. Mom. Winona Ryder's how, amazing. How great. And she's had a resurgence because of this oh, show. Yeah. Good for her. They're yeah. fantastic. You're and the guy who, you know, I don't even remember his name. The guy that plays their like bumbling friend, the journalist. Um, oh yeah. He's great too. He's Murray. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The relationship that they've created between Dustin and Steve, I think is uh, Steve mm-hmm. Harrington to me is one of the most cool evolutions because he started out in such a stupid way yeah. and was the guy you kind of wanted to hate. And now you're rooting for him every yeah. time. So his evolution has been guy. fun. Yeah. yeah. The, the Dustin character I think is really fantastic of the boys. He's my favorite. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been really fun to watch. So I get to season four and I'm with you. I'm like, okay, now it feels like they're trying to make it a horror genre just for the fact of horror. And I didn't like that so much. Mm. But then by the middle of that season, you're sucked right back in again. It's so good. It all starts to make sense. Yes. And then when it ended, Oh, I get it now. I get where they're going. Yeah. When it ended, I had this sense of like emptiness. Like I'm like, what's next? What do I do now? Because I binged through all four seasons in like a month. Mm-hmm. So I was, I felt very empty. And so I said, Victoria, on the next podcast, can you give me some su- like suggestions? Cause I need a new show to watch. Cause I don't, and I don't know how you people do this. Like, I feel like I'm in mourning. Like my friend is It gone. happens every time. It I literally happens <laughs> every time. Now I know why I don't stream. <laughs> this is, and, and it's, I, you know, and one of the shows that I would recommend, which you can get in and out in half an hour. It is my favorite, favorite comedy on all of the streaming services. It is my new Shit's Creek. Like Shit's Creek was my number one comedy back then. Yeah. Never have I ever. It's, Loosely based on Mindy Kaling's childhood growing up as an Indian American in Los Angeles and in in the Valley, really. Um, Well, is Sherman Oaks the Valley? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's where it takes place. Certified Valley girl. (laughs) You're a Valley girl. So it's in Sherman Oaks. Um, It is the story of this girl, Davy, and she, it's D-E-V-I, Indian name, and it's her just like unbelievable journey through high school with being in a love triangle, being like she lo- she loses her father. He has a heart attack. She's at a school concert. This is the premise of it. She and her father has a heart attack in front of her and, and dies. And so and she loses the the use of her legs. Oh it's, my gosh. She's so I mean, she gets so she's very close with her dad. She's in like, I don't know, freshman year of high school. And she's in a wheelchair for a couple months. And what gets her out of the wheelchair I'm not spoiling too much because it's very well known from the beginning. She's obsessed with the hot boy in school is Paxton, Paxton Hall Yoshida. And so (laughs) he's Paxton HY and he's the most popular boy. He's like Steve Harrington. You know, he's got the good hair. He's got the great body. And she's been in love with him since she was like eight years old and he doesn't know she exists. And so it takes this hilarious journey. The most random part of all, which does make sense by the end of the first season 
is the whole thing is narrated by John McEnroe. Okay, this is what I've heard. Why why John McEnroe? Do we know? We know at the end? The reason that and and John McEnroe says, hey, you know, stick with he's like, why am I narrating a teenage girl's life? <laughs> he goes, just stick with it. It's all going to make sense. And so I don't want to spoil it because you haven't seen it yet, but there is a really lovely connection and it's a very sentimental connection and reason why he's the narrator. He's also fucking hilarious. And yeah. to hear him with his like, you know, gruff kind of way of speaking. And then it flashes back to his own life and career. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, Davey's a hothead and I'm a hothead. And, you know, and then he, he likens himself to being like, I was the hot teenage boy, like Paxton, like he fits in, in this incredibly strange, hilarious way. And he's, he's become like the cornerstone of the show. It's really incredible. But the show has, it, like Schitt's Creek, it has laugh out loud moments. It has so much heart. I mean, I tear up probably every other episode. Like it is just brilliantly written and you're in and out in 29 minutes. This is the next thing you have to binge. You will okay. love it. So you're the third person now in like a 24 hour period who has told me that. So I think well, I'm season gonna... three just dropped. So it's kind of on everybody's you know mind again. Yeah. Season three dropped in um, mid August. So it's, you know, and then season four, they've already filmed. That's the final season. So that's going to come out probably next year at some time. But um, yeah, there's one of the episodes. There are two other in her little love triangle. It's Paxton and then this other guy, Ben, who's like her academic rival. And his he gets two episodes and they're narrated from his point of view, but they're narrated by Andy Samberg, which is really funny. Oh, that's and then, funny. Paxton has one episode where his narrator is Gigi Hadid because they're both super hot. <laughs> I mean, that's like re- that's literally the reason that's she's like, yeah, he I'm here just because, you know, we both have scientifically symmetrical faces. Like, that's why I'm here. So it's it's so creative. It is unlike I wouldn't even call it a teen drama because there are a lot of other things happening. You know, her mom is going through her mom's a dermatologist and she's going through you know, her mourning of her husband, the Indian family dynamic, the Indian culture, like there's so, it, there's so much richness and so many layers to it, just like Schitt's Creek. I mean, great writing is so nuanced and layered and Schitt's Creek was incredible at that. And never have I ever is, I mean, Lewis will walk in and out of the room and he'll hear some of the John McEnroe lines and he just laughs out loud in the <laughs> other room. It's, I mean, it, it is that funny. Like it really it's amazing that it's bridging the gap between like the McEnroe age parents yeah. and actual teenage kids who are watching this show. It's it's brilliant. Uh, it, it's very rare. I'm going to have to watch. I love Mindy Kaling. I love her. I loved the Mindy Project. I've read her books. I think she's she really is something special and she is very she funny. Is. She and is. And she this understands is the awkwardness of teenage oh, yeah. love, I think. Oh, so, yeah. Just you have quick, to watch it. I think you will love it. I... I'm going to, that's next. So I was kind of floating around after Stranger Things, you know, in breakup mode. And I'm like, what am I going to watch? And so There's I got a emptiness. lot of people's suggestions. You're right. It's like such a void when you it's finish such a void. you're like, oh, what now? <laughs> and so I started, you know, uh, what was it called? Sweet Magnolias or something. Because I love uh, Joanna Garcia, who's now married yes. to Nick Swisher. Okay. Yeah. 10 seconds. I'm like, can't do it. Done. I heard it Cut was terrible. It yeah, I was, heard it was It was bad. bad. So then I found you. Have you heard about you? Yes, I'm caught up on you. You I watch stream it? a lot. Oh, yeah. The creepy guy who like the kills stalker. all of his girlfriends? Yeah. Oh, did I spoil all of that for you? Oh, great. <laughs> I'm only five episodes in. Okay, well, that is okay, that is a phenomenal show. It's really good. I'm yes. so hooked already. 
Yes, it is phenomenal. Stick with it. Now that will, I mean, it's creepy AF. And it's so weird because Penn Badgley, who plays the lead, Joe, he's so good that like, even though he's a really bad guy, like you, you always rationalize his, I don't know what you want to call them. His, like when he makes a mistake and it's a big mistake, (laughs) um, but like you'd rationalize, well, he didn't mean it. Like, I guess it's the way people felt about Dexter, which is a show I never watched, but people always seem to really root for Dexter because he was only killing bad people. I guess that was like how people have explained it to me. But um, yeah, you is a great show. It's totally creepy. It's super creepier. It's I think season three is already done. I think season four they're filming now. It just keeps getting creepier every season. And so I'm assuming that the girl doesn't survive in season one, but I don't know for sure. That's a safe bet. That I'm is assuming a safe bet. she didn't make it to become a famous writer, but you know, but I, safe I, bet there was something that was, and I'm assuming something must have happened to his first girlfriend as well, who went on a long trip. But I don't know. I'm just guessing. That's we'll, a good twist. That's a good twist that will come up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but there no, is something that takes you on twists and turns where you like this guy, even though you know how terrible he is. But I've, I, when I looked it up, there are a lot of people who got ticked off about it because they said that it's like glorifying and glamorizing people who actually get stalked on college campuses or like young people who engage in this kind of behavior. Okay. I know. I'm Come like, on. Believe me. He works in a bookstore. Like <laughs> he's not a college stalker. Like, no, yes, he's a stalker. But like, come on, people need to just get a life. Oh, my God, I can't. A lot of complaints online. <laughs> like Harper's Bazaar, like stop glamorizing stalking. It's like, okay, it's a TV show. That's all. We can have one TV show. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's not a good guy. Like, he's just compelling in the writing and in the way he acts because you also learn that he has an interesting backstory and life experience himself. So like it, it makes sense as the seasons go on. It's not like an uplifting show. So like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're not like, I need something super. What you're saying. Like, I wouldn't like say I'm choosing between a Hallmark movie and you, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be on the same palette, but you know, it's pretty good good so far though. It caught my attention. That's for sure. That is a really good one for you to do next. So, you know what? Let's pause here because we will, we can talk about, I've got more suggestions we can do next, uh, in the next episode. I've got some really fun comedies that you might really like. And one of them is actually, one of them is, is a new one that I just, I binged all the way through in one afternoon because it was so good. So we'll talk about that in the next episode because there's a lot of binge burnout happening, but there are some great things that are out right now that you can find to uh to satisfy you know before you go back to network tv like jen does <laughs> you've got me you've got me held up right yeah. now <laughs> there's no network tv happening so, mode. Yeah. <laughs> yes so um thank you guys so much for listening to uh another episode of beauty pop uh all of the products that jen and i talked about today will be on our instagram page at beauty pop pod and if you have any questions you can always email us at beauty pod at gmail.com make sure you follow beauty pop so you never miss a new episode um, I believe we're going to be dropping every Tuesday. I think that's our day. So, um, but make sure you follow us so uh, you don't miss out on anything. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next week. 